Hi, this is Netta Laurene from SmackDown, and you're listening to Freeform Rock Podcast. are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. Welcome to another edition of the Freeform Rock Podcast. With me as always is Mary Lee Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Hey, dude. <laughs> dude, I took like two a vodka and coke. No, not a vodka, a rum and coke. Uh, fuck, I'm fucked up. <laughs> I just did five shots of fucking you, crown no. in 20 minutes. Mark just found a bottle and started drinking it. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I took a puff of like a joint, so. Well, you're not the only one, dude, so <laughs> don't, don't feel bad. I got a little Christmas present that came my way, too, so, you know. It's all it's all good, man. I, I just had to get in the right mood and listen to a couple of these fucking killer songs off this album and, and, and just get ready for yeah. you two. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, so it just, just been a long yeah. time coming. All right. Well, uh, yeah. with us is, uh, you know, Lee, and then we have James West. Hey, James, how you doing? <laughs> I'm, I, yeah, I'm good, man. Hey, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Man. I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling so good. So am I, man. I can't stop laughing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm feeling pretty righteous, and uh, we've been we we've been uh, talking about doing this album for like half a year, so uh, yeah, you know, it's about yeah. time. It took and, me about that long to finally hear all of it, but <laughs> I did. Well, Metal wow. Mike Tyler was supposed to be on here, and uh, he had a pro technical difficulty, so I'm still gonna pick his tracks that he uh, picked on this album. So. Uh, uh, cool. Sorry, Mike, and we've been trying to do this forever. <laughs> we had, all, had to do it. I hate he didn't make it. We'll get him on, a, we'll make get him it, on another album, and we'll have Lee pick it. Yeah. <laughs> I've never actually talked to him, but uh, you know, I listened to the, the Plug podcast, and he's good. I thought Bushy made the right choice. I, I, I really thought he brings something to that podcast. Metal Mike's good. You can tell he's a real metalhead, so... I actually wanted somebody else that was a real metalhead besides me on this one, but uh, I'm enough for both of you, so I don't give <laughs> yeah. shit. I'm kind of too a bad tenant, you didn't make so it. So that kind of counts. Tin is metal. Yeah, Mark <laughs> likes chick rock, so you know he's kind of cool. You know. Yeah, uh, dude, you know. I do like some poison, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's point that out before we talk about this album. There's only one fucking metalhead here, then that's me. It's not you two. Um, I like I like some good metal. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> hey, man. Uh, yeah, we I mean, the we like some good metal. Yeah, we um, did the Megadeth album, which is not much heavier than this album. You know, it's 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 in the, in the ballpark. You know, I would definitely say. Yeah, man, the Megadeth so, episode was fun. Lee liked most of it, too. So I like Megadeth. Yeah, you love Megadeth. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I was thinking about that. Lee told me that was the first time he listened to that album. Yeah. All right? It come out in fucking 1990, 91. So, like, how did you not ever listen to that that's considered a masterpiece? I mean, that's example A right there. You're, you're not a metalhead. Well, yeah, I, 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 I heard P sells for who's buying. I heard that. 
The song or the no. album? I can't hear everything. You know, <laughs> it's like well, once in a while I admit I'm like a dog who forgot to sniff one bone, you know? And that was well, the bone I forgot to sniff. <laughs> well, that, you know, that album actually sold quite a bit, so I know that's not in your ballpark because you're probably. Yeah, sure. that ain't. Boo hoo. But you know <laughs> what, you know what people. You know, like, like if I say, well, Bon Jovi sold this much, you know what, you know what you guys, you metalheads, true metalheads tell me? So did the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, that's, has nothing to do with Pantera, but yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, got a point. There's a lot of shitty music that sells a lot. Yeah. You know, Beyonce sold yeah. a lot too, doesn't fucking make her good, but I'm just saying, yeah. I can't believe that was the first time Lee ever heard that, you know, since he's in all these albums and shit. You know, I just well, I, I knew of it. I just, I, I, you know, I might have thought I heard it, but I didn't. Well, How I got, about that? I got into them on that album. So. Oh. Goody. Remember well, when that came out, my, fr my friend used to go, Marty Freeman, Marty Freeman rules. <laughs> Marty Freeman does fucking rule, and he is better than all the other Megadeth guitar players. Fucking deal with it. I know there's a lot of people that say Chris Poland, and I love him. He's very good. But there's a reason that everybody gets compared to Marty Freeman that ever plays with Megadeth, because he's the fucking best that's ever played with Megadeth, and that album proves yeah. it. You know, it proves it. I think Mustang's overall best thrash guitar player, but it's just far as sheer lead guitar playing, nobody can touch Marty that's ever played for that band. Well, yeah. That era of that band was just awesome. Yeah, everybody just played with Megadeth. I mean, I saw Jeff Young on the So Far, So Good, So What tour. He was the lead guitar player for Megadeth, and he was fucking awesome. So, you know, right he doesn't play with anybody but awesome musicians. But being that there's awesome musicians in that band, and since Lee, I consider, is an awesome musician, Thank I just assume you, he had heard it. Oh, well, yeah. yeah you know I, you're I'm, 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 I'm kind of embarrassed now, man. You're burst in my bubble. I'm maybe not quite the snob I thought I was. <laughs> I put no, the no, you picked some good shit, too. So, you know, He has picked that. a lot of good yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, I, man. I, 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 and I some tend shit. to pick stuff. <laughs> I have my my. I have I have my head in the clouds. So, um, if if I throw out an album and people like it, fine. But I, I'm like I don't know where I'm throwing it. I'm just throwing it out, and and a lot of times people are like, what the hell are you throwing out here? Yeah, <laughs> fucking Biff Biffle or whoever the fuck it talking about doing for that one album the fucking folk singer was like biff something i was like i've never fucking heard of this guy the fuck is yeah. he talking about <laughs> yeah but hey i'll do it you know I, i'll do yeah. any album i forgot about pick. that yeah fucking biff biffle or whoever the fuck you <laughs> yeah I, I i i i i i was i was in the mood you know <laughs> I know. I'm still wait. I'm still waiting for like the good art rock. <laughs> yeah, you got the good art rock. <laughs> he, he he picks one every now and then. I mean, you know, oh, Rex what? Rex or that, some shit. That, that the yeah. Well, this is this is gonna air a long time ago, but uh, that Campbell fucking album, Mood Madness, was fucking amazing. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, he can pick some really good shit too, man. That's that's why yeah. I'm pointing it out. For, I mean, that's I mean, really, Lee can fucking play the fuck out of piano and keyboard. He's really you, fucking man. good. So you know, he knows what he's doing. I'm lifelong guitar yeah. player. You know, I feel I at yeah. least know enough about the subject of musicians to elaborate on it. And and Lee's good. He's really good, man. Right on, man. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much. So today we're going to do Far Beyond Driven, uh, Pantera's seventh studio album, uh, released March 22nd, 1994. Pantera's fastest selling album peaked at number one on the Billboard Top 200 and was certified platinum by the RIAA. So uh, how did you get into this album, James? Hey, man. So, um, I'll, uh, Your little... Open up for Skid Row, January '92, something like that, right before Volvo came out. Uh, they just fucking blew my ass away, man. Like all my friends that went, we we saw a few videos by them, but we didn't really know who they were. And uh, they were about to release Vulgar then, and uh, man, they just blew our ass away. And um, then Vulgar come out, it was like this stellar album. And, you know, they were my fucking band from then on. And so when I knew when Far Beyond Driven was coming out, me and my buddies were all there at the record store when they lifted up the gates at 9 in the morning. And we didn't get up at 9 in the morning very fucking often, but we were there that morning before the store even lifted its gates, jamming White Zombie La Sexarista on the way there. I can fucking remember it to this day. And um, on the cassette still. And we were there to buy Far Beyond Driven when the fucking uh, store opened up. Um, I knew it was going to be a killer record. And, you know, we were all just waiting on it to come out. We were all diehard Pantera fans after the Vulgar album. And, you know, we were all just waiting in the summer of uh, 94 for this album to come out. And, man, a fucking album. And it, I, I consider it the first real metal number one album to go Number one, when it mattered still for the Billboard charts. I don't consider the Black Album, you know, I mean, it's it's hard rock, but it's not real metal. I'm sorry, it's not. And this was the first album to ever come out that was a real metal album. Well, number one, you know, right in the middle of all that grunge shit that, that come out, you know, it didn't matter. Pantera had a diehard fan base and uh, they could sell out arenas without being on the radio. So that's kind of how I got to this album. I was ready for it to come out, man. They were already my favorite band by then. Well, they were like, uh, I bought this album when it first came out too. I don't know if I was there that early in the morning, but I got it because of Vulgar. Because I got Vulgar used, and I said, I'm gonna check out this band. I loved it. And then I waited for this one to come out, and it it was freaking fucking hard as fuck. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, Damn, this is way harder than Boulder, but it's a great album. And uh, spoiler alert: What do you think, of, uh, Lee? How did you get into Pantera? Um, the first time I heard of them, I guess, was when I was in high school and people wore the T-shirts, so I saw that. But I never heard them. But people were saying that they were kick-ass and that they were like one of the best um, heavy metal groups around and so i thought okay but i never really heard them and i never did really hear them because they weren't really in my wheelhouse even though i knew people who heard of them 
and they had thought about turning me on to it, but I, I just never heard them until I don't even know when I finally did. I think that what happened was I finally decided I do need to hear them. And so I heard some songs and there was another guy on one um, Facebook group that, you know, was, you know, talking about them and talking about Phil Anselmo and and asked me to review a concert that Phil Anselmo did, which I actually liked a lot of. Maybe not everything, but I thought I thought his solo stuff was was pretty good. And cool. there's some stuff that um, Pantera does that I actually like. Um, better than this album and this album I have well you'll find out what I think of it but I I will say that I do recognize that it was different and that they were doing a sound that at that time not many groups were doing in the way that they did it and so that's that's the one good thing I'll say about it. I might not be full of praise of it, but I do recognize that it was unique. Yeah, sure. Cool. Was, uh, hey, see. when? Oh, go, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry about it. I, I just want to ask Lee. So the first time you heard Pantera. Was after they were big for a while, you didn't hear like the glam terror, you know, before they come out with Cowboys from Hell or anything. It was later on in the nineties, something um, like that. I, um, I, I hadn't heard that stuff then. Later, I did check out some of that stuff after they got more famous, and uh, and and I and I do dig the the early stuff, um, some, you know, um. They're, they're, they're a group where it's it may not be so much albums as it is maybe individual songs that I like more than particular albums. Kinda I get like it. That. Yeah. yeah, 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 I get it. I was just trying to kind of identify where you came in at and what you had heard. Because um, when I heard Cowboys from Hell, I thought it was the like first five album. Or six years ago that I first heard them. I thought... I thought Cowboys oh, wow. from the Hell was the first album too. I never heard Glam Terra. So you guys keep talking about yeah. it. I still haven't heard them. <laughs> I'm afraid to. Well, yeah, well, you know, I tell you, I'll be honest with you. I always consider Cowboys their first album because it was the first real album with Phil where he wrote some songs on and he was a full part of. When they did Power Metal, pretty much the album was already written before he, he came in the band or right when he came in the band. So... I didn't know about that early stuff for a long time in the 90s. So I, I just assumed that Cowboys was the first album. And I recently have gotten some of the Glam Terror stuff on CD, the first three or four albums. And I've listened to some, but not a lot of it and everything. It, it just, it's not the same band without feel to me. And because I didn't know about those first 
couple albums for a while. You know, I, I just consider this Cowboys was the first album. So Far Beyond Driven to me is like the third album of the real Pantera. I guess yeah. is where I'm coming from. Me too. <laughs> I never, I still haven't heard Glamterra. I'm afraid to. Um, yeah, yeah, it's not going to be the same, you know? A lot of people rave about it, and a lot of people said this is worse than Poison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, their, their original singer that. wanted to be Roth, you know? <laughs> but Yeah, I mean, Dom's still playing guitar. It's still the band, but it's just not the same, man, without Phil in there. He, he, he really guided them into a much heavier direction and everything, so... Um, yeah. While I do dig some of it, you know, the real Pantera starts for Cowboys from Hell for me. So this was their third album to me. And what a fucking album, man. I, I am totally ready to fucking get into this one. All right. Yeah. We'll get to the first track, which you picked to play, James. So here's uh, Strength Beyond Strength on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
Okay, that was Strength Beyond Strength. Why did you pick this track, James? Well, simply put, this is my favorite album of all time and my favorite metal song ever. You know, I put it right there with Battery, Angel of Death, Holy Wars, you know, Black Sabbath proudly. I love how Phil jumps right in with the vocals, you know, right from the beginning. The lyrics are on point. It's my favorite lyrics off a metal album, too, and this song is just fucking brutal, man. This this one makes you want to just run through a brick wall. I mean, look at the lyrics. Your muscle and gall, naive at best. I'm bone, brain, and cock. Deep down, stronger than all. It's abrasive. It's brutal. It's fucking true metal genius. My favorite band. And they said before they put this album out that they were going to go heavier to, than vulgar. And they did. They fucking lived up to their word. What do you think about it, uh, Lee? This song, what was originally what turned me off from wanting to hear the rest of the album, I still don't like it. I don't hear a song in it. I hear something that is meant to put on if someone only cares for intensely bobbing their head up and down. <laughs> Those people would listen to anything as long as it has that annoying jackhammer beat. I think it could have been left off the album, but even if not, I don't think it's a good opening track. I said, my review is, oh, this song comes off like a bull in a china shop. It destroys, and it's hard as fuck with a killer rhythm and fill, man. How can he sing like that? So good, and Diamond's fucking killing it. <laughs> I mean, that breakdown in the middle of it, you know, da 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 Da, 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 da. Man, come on, dude. Fucking That's one of the most grinding, awesome man. fucking breakdowns ever in metal, dude. It's, fucking uh, it's a fucking masterpiece. All right, man. Then we get to the second song, which uh, Metal Mike Tyler picked. He's supposed to be on here. He, we'll get him on another episode, though. He picked Becoming, so here's Becoming by uh, Pantera on the Freeform Rock Podcast. <laughs> Yeah. 
That was becoming. So, James, what did you think of that song? I mean, look, man, I love this damn tune. The guitar riff is just classic beyond classic. The rolls Vinnie Paul does on the double bass, especially towards the end of the song, each member at their of this band at their position, th this is their best sound they ever had. Best metal guitar sound, the best metal drum sound and bass sound. And vocals, man. It's just it's all right there, top notch for me. Vinnie Paul just shines on this song, especially towards the end. Like I said, the best groove and the best beats I've ever heard from a metal drummer, and especially his snare and bass drum sound. I mean, man, it's just one of their best songs ever. I don't know how you can't like this damn song. What did you think about it, Lee? This is close to being a good track. I can listen to it, and it sounds like a song to me. It's not something that will make me rush out and buy it. It's not my type of metal, but at least I can see that they were going for a new sound, and they are successful at what they were trying for. Yeah, this song charges in from the, the song before. It's Strength Before Strength. They just go right into each other. From the, uh, the grinding guitar, and Vinny is kicking major ass on drums. And then the little whines that Dime does with his guitar. It's fucking, you could tell Zach Wilde was influenced by this guy, man. This fucking guy rules. This song fucking kicks ass. <laughs> you know, he was using a whammy pedal on this song, which was new at the time and everything. Dime was one of the first to use the whammy pedal, you know, in his playing and everything. And that's what you hear there on the certain notes and in the guitar solo. Um, I know I even read about Eddie Van Halen calling Dime wanting to get his hands on one of those whammy pedals because he thought it sounded really cool off this album. So I just want to point that out, man. That's just a, that's how you get that unique sound there. And uh, I love Zach, man. But yeah, he you know he definitely borrowed some squeals from Dime, no doubt about it. Yeah, man. Because you could hear fucking listen to the freaking Dime doing that. It's just exactly what Zach does in Ozzy. And it's like, fuck, sounds like dying. You know, that's why he wants to play, get a reunion going with them, you know, with Phil and Rex, you know. I mean, personally, I like to see it happen, man. I just want to go on record saying I like to see it happen. And the guy I want playing drums would be fucking Dave Lombardo. I just cool. think Dave Lombardo, would, he's, he's legend enough to fill Vinnie Paul's shoes. And, you know, I think Dom, Dom would do the guitar justice on there. I would kind of like to see Kerry King play with Dom, with uh, with Zach and help out with some of the rhythms going on and, and just let, let Zach handle the solos and everything a lot of the times. I, I, I think they could really do something cool with that. It wouldn't be a Pantera reunion because the brothers are dead, man, but it would be a Pantera tribute for sure. Yeah, and I, I hope it happens. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, well, this... I already said what this song's... <laughs> did we get to yeah, the, man. Did we get to the next one, Five Minutes Alone? What'd you think about this one, James? I mean, just listen to the fucking groove on this song. It's an immediate headbanger. Dom just shows that he can take one note in a guitar solo and bend it and make that guitar solo roll you know, without even having to shred, which he can do immensely. But he was all about the song. It wasn't all about him. 
and you know it doesn't surprise me and the riff right after the guitar solo is maybe the best metal groove riff ever just tight as shit and i especially love rex's bass on this tune just a jamming tune and lyrics man it's a total headbanger what'd you think about it lee um this song is interesting and i would consider it a good song but I can't stand how Phil Anselmo sings on it. I don't like that kind of singing, and it makes the song unlistenable when he's singing. But I would be okay with hearing it without the vocals. The guitar work and the soloing is awesome, so I admit that. But still, I can't really give the whole song thumbs up because the vocals give me a stomachache. You can't really handle metal vocals. I understand <laughs> that, dude. I, I understand. Well, I'm that. With I mean, I've seen your top five. I can't understand for, those uh, metal vocals. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is my favorite song off the album. The rhythm is so good, and Phil, man, his voice must hurt. Almost death metal vocals here, but I could understand him compared to death metal. Love Dimes riffs. They have just a grinding sexual rhythm. Great song and killer solo. Fucking wow. I like this song. And then we song get to, is awesome. Then we get to I'm Broken. What do you think about this one, uh, James? Look, man, this, this has to be top five, top three of my favorite Pantera songs ever. Sometimes my favorite off this album. It's usually the first track, but this album is so good. And the, that guitar riff is so badass. It's so total classic. I mean, it's the the main reason why I say Dom's the best metal guitar player ever. He had a ton of great riffs. He had the best sound and his lead playing. I mean, dude was untouchable. And the solo on the song is my proof. I mean, this is the band at their best. They were never better here. Fuck yeah. What'd you think about it, Lee? I actually like this song. Phil convinces me he means what he's singing about. And he has feelings, and it's a little bit above the usual growl of some of these songs. The music is quite good, and sort of reminds me of classic rock, but done much heavier. This could have been a good opening track. Uh, exactly. As it starts off Sabbathy, and looks like Soundgarden ripped off this opening riff from them. <laughs> um, Phil screaming on broke fucking rules and it has so much power. I love this song. Fucking great track. And then we get to the uh the next one, Good Friends and a Bottle of Pills. What'd you think about this one, James? I mean, this is the acid tripping song on this album, you know, and I love it. Uh you snored and drooled why I fucked your love. Just, I mean, just read the lyrics, you know, about a night of debauchery. You know, it sounds like they were high as hell when they did this in the studio. And this song just kind of popped out, which I read about. That's the kind of the way it went. It was just just one of those things that popped out in the studio when they were all in there fucked up and having a good time. And you can tell, man, I wouldn't really call it a song. It's just like a piece of art, you know, and I dig it, man. I really dig it. What did you think about it, Lee? This sounds more like a joke song, and I don't find it very funny. It's better than strength above strength or beyond strength, but that's no big accomplishment. This could have been left off the Gosh. album and instead 
could have been a B-side on a CD single for completists. <laughs> uh, like the killer bass riff to start off, killer sound from Dime, and the lyrics are so intense, I love it. And I love how Phil is doing spoken word and then starts screaming with Dime's riff. That's fucking awesome. It's a fucking great song. And Dude, that song is great. Yeah, and then we get to hard line sunken cheeks. What do you think about this one, James? Dude, I love to get stoned and lay back and listen to this tune. I mean, I, I fucking adore it. You know, the way it starts out slow and then hits that great thrash riff. It's so badass. My soul for a goat, yet I'll outlive the old, embrace some religion to get close to some undivine ejaculation point. I mean, these lyrics are on point. Uh, deep lyrics and the solo Dime does on this song is one of his best guitar solos ever. I mean, he was truly my favorite guitar player and hero ever by this point. Just a killer song, killer deep track for sure. What did you think about it, Lee? In this one case, I'll say that the intensity of the song is something I dig. I wouldn't ordinarily like a song like this, but for what it is, I... I can dig it. The way Phil sings and the way the group plays is not bad at all. Yeah, I love the riff to start the song and in Dime's twangy leads rule. Love the sound he makes with that guitar and so creative with it. And then Vinny comes in with the fast runs. Man, this song is like get in a car and drive through a fucking mall flipping everybody the bird. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of my way <laughs> fuckers yeah exactly dude exactly it's one of the best songs on the album yeah and then we get to the next song which is uh slaughtered what do you think about this one james this song man it just fucking rips from the start it's heavy as hell the band is cooking one of the best metal songs ever, as far as I'm concerned. I'll put this up against anything, anywhere. Uh, just listen to the interplay between Dime and Rex during this song and what Vinny's doing on drums. I mean, those guys were beyond talented and beyond tight. You know, I said this to my friends when this CD came out, 94 is the best I'd ever heard. Uh, you know, my my best friend Dayton Hodge backed that up. He was there at the time, and man, still to me, this is this is the best metal album. Period. That my opinion has not changed since '94. What did you think about Slaughtered Lee? This is a song that has the same kind of intensity of Hardline's Sunken Cheeks, but in this case, I don't like the song. I actually prefer Strength Beyond Strength over this. And that's not easy for me to say. If I went to a concert and heard this, I'd leave. Damn. Sounded like me when I went to Lincoln mm -hmm. Park in the fucking opening act. Oh, they fucking suck. Yeah. Well, what you know, it? there what might be more no, than five know, people at that concert, you, Lee, so you, you might want to Yeah, to there might have been, and they're all yeah. dumb. You know that they group, might the not Prodigy? Have their shirts tucked in, you know. You yeah, know that... I mean, I mean they, they might be drinking Night Train, and, and, and eating Slim Jims <laughs> and calling it, um, 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 Cabernet Sauvignon and Sirloin Steak. Um, yeah, but they might actually know how to play their instruments, too. I know that's a big thing. Uh, uh, yeah. well, well, when, I, when I saw yeah. Lincoln Park and they had Prodigy open, yeah. I was going, fuck, this band sucks. I walked out to get beer. 
Uh, it's terrible. Just hold Lincoln Park. Fucking terrible. Oh, I like Lincoln Park. The first three albums, Fuck and them. then I'm done. I fucking hate them motherfuckers, man. <laughs> I saw them play on Ozfest. I don't know why the fuck they had them on Ozfest, but I couldn't stand there for more than a song or two. And I had to go get some beer and just get away from it because those those fuckers sucked. But, I'm sorry to dude's dad, but they sucked. I love Chester's voice though, man. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I only liked the three albums, and then they went fucking pop shit. And then, uh, uh well, like, my, my review of this song, Slaughter, intense beginning, Phil screaming, Slaughter rules. Vinny is a star of this song. His drums are so fucking good, and Rex is keeping up with him. Love the rhythm changes in this song, and this song is like, you fucking put this on, you're going to get a fucking speeding ticket on the road. <laughs> fucking yeah, it's speed. actually a real metal song. Yeah. Okay, guys. Okay, when we get to the next track, 25 Years, what do you think about this one, James? Well, Phil Ansamo is the star of this song with his brutal singing and lyrics. I mean, the, the band is so crunching and heavy on this one. Holy shit. I mean, I love halfway through this song where it goes into that change or Phil screams, we're fucking you back, we're fucking you back. I mean, just another crushing tune off this album and any band not named Slayer. Just couldn't fucking stand up the Pantera during the 90s. They would have wiped Metallica's ass if they would have played side by side. No fucking doubt. Well, didn't Phil call out Metallica for being lame? <laughs> yeah, when they put out that fucking uh, black and the load and all that all that shit, you know, and, and went up, tried to be all alternative and everything. Yeah, he did talk a lot of shit about them, and they deserved it, man. I mean... They didn't, you know, they didn't even want to be called a metal band anymore. Like, you know, five years before that, it was like metal up your ass. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, well, grunge and shit's out and everything. So we got to pretend we're not a metal band anymore. And uh, I think mm -hmm. they deserved it. Thank God for Pantera to, to carry metal through the 90s, man, because Metallica sure didn't. True. I, I do like those albums, though, but not as much as the original ones. But uh, I like the newer ones better. Um, yeah, me too, me too. Load and Reload suck, man. I mean, the Black Album was all right, but I just wore out on it quick because it just wasn't up to, to snuff of their previous albums, man, and, and they became like a fucking biker band or something. You know, and uh, thank God for Pantera, man. They were the only band besides Slayer, you know, on the mainstream level still selling out arenas and putting out extremely heavy music when everybody else was like shying away from being a metal band. You know, they were taking Slayer out and Anthrax out, Megadeth and all these bands that were, you know, besides Metallica, you know, most metal bands were struggling and playing in clubs during the 90s and Pantera would, you know, take out bands like that. And, you know, I thought that was a great, great thing that they did, man. I mean... You know, I'll put them up against any metal band in the 90s, man, all day long. What other metal band came out in the 90s? <laughs> there was White Zombie, you know. I mean, there's White Zombie, Marilyn Manson. I mean. But that's not real metal. That's some, more electronic yeah, metal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the first the first couple White Zombie albums I consider metal. You know, it did have some industrial feel and samples in there but it was still really heavy shit you know especially astro creep and stuff and uh you know antichrist superstar is a pretty heavy ass album too 
I mean, there, there were heavy albums that come out, but the, none that were up to the old school Metallica level or Pantera or Slayer level. I mean, Morbid Angel and bands like that were still coming out with great stuff and Cannibal Corpse and all these really heavy bands. But again, they were playing clubs and stuff like that because of all the grunge stuff that was happening at the time. And, you know, Pantera was the only really mainstream, real metal band out there selling out arenas in the middle of all that grunge shit and Backstreet Boys and all that crap. Yeah, uh, even Dio was playing clubs back then. <laughs> yeah, I know. I got some bootlegs from Dio shows in the 90s, and they were all in clubs and everything, man. I mean, they were packed, but they were still in clubs, and it's like, shit. You know, I mean, I do love some of the grunge stuff, but, you know, and then some of it was just shit, too. I remember Judas Priest playing the House of Blues. I go, Judas Priest in the House of Blues? They should be playing, like, Staples Center or something. But, uh, I saw yeah, them twice yeah, on the last album, man, and they freaking ruled both. I saw them with uh, Deep Purple. Deep Purple's actually good, also. And then I saw them with uh, Vincent Cavanaugh, freaking Microsoft Arena, and they fucking ruled, dude. And I, I bet they did. I got man. pictures of that. I, I posted a lot of those pictures with freaking, especially I got a lot of good ones of Faulkner. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I saw Priest in 2004 on Ozfest, and it was Slayer and the Judas Priest and the Black Sabbath. I mean, man, that was like one of the best Ozfests I've ever seen. And Priest was so good that night, dude. They they were just on point. And they really made Black Sabbath raise their game up when they came out after him because they had to follow Priest and Slayer, you know. So it, man, God, that was one of the best shows I've ever seen, man. And Priest was really good. Halford was just killing it that night, man. Mm. Yeah, yeah. All right, we digress. Yeah. So Lee, what do you think of Twenty Five Years? This isn't as bad as Slaughtered, but not nearly as good as Hardline's Sunken Cheeks. It's a bit too noisy for me, and I don't like it. But at least it won't give me as big of a stomach ache as the worst songs on here. Yeah, this song is amazing with Rex's bass and all that distortion going on. Uh, Phil comes in like he's like on a march. You know, he's like, like he's marching, like fucking with a sword in his hand or something. That's what I imagine when I listen to the song. I see him with like a big old sword marching into battle, you know. Fucking headbanging. This is a must, man. You can't stop yourself from headbanging. Fucking, you don't know fucking metal. This fucking rules. <laughs> yeah, dude. This song is so good, man. I, I think it's re really good. Really good lyrics, too, man. Hey, it's a good song if you're imagining what they're doing when they're playing this song. You're like, he's coming in with a big, big old ass sword going to fucking lead the troops into the fucking battle. You know, like he's coming in for a concert. That's his attitude in this song. I can love it. Man, I just feel at this period, I mean, they were the best they ever were to me, and Phil could just command a fucking stage like Dave Lee Roth could in the early 80s or, you know, or Ozzy or somebody like that. Like, he was like the next big front man to come along that can just control a whole arena. And, man, when they were on this this tour and, and Great Southern Train Kill, I thought it was the best pantera ever was man and uh god they were so powerful live man you just had to see it i just remember 
blasting this fucking album on my fucking 12 inch woofers, man. This thing pumped. <laughs> yeah, dude. The, the the guitar tone and the, the bass and snare drum sound. And, I mean, the God, man. I mean, you know, it was as heavy as rain and blood, but just a different style. It wasn't quite as all fast as rain and blood is but i think it's as heavy i mean it's just it's just heavy as hell but in pantera's way and god man to me this is just a masterpiece album you know yeah man. I, and the next song we're going into oh fuck man yeah we're, then we get into shredding skin what you think about this one james you know to me this is the hidden gem on this album i think it's just brilliant I love the song title and those deep lyrics are just masterful. You know, I was me, but you were you. You weren't you. You were sticking to me like a scab. So I peeled you away, bled for days, then stepped out of myself. I mean, I, I, uh, I remember such good times of this album when this album come out and me and my friends listening to it, man. You, uh, you just had to live that time, man, and be, you know, right out of high school to understand how big Pantera was and, you know, how how into everybody in the 90s was into this band, man. It, it was just something else to go witness live. And I love the, the tempo changes in the song, the different riffs, and a great solo from Dime, another Pantera classic. Yeah, I, I, I love this album, but I didn't know how big they were until, like, now you know everybody says they're so big in the 90s i just remember buying the albums and i wasn't around the metal scene in my area i was like basically the only one listening to metal or people who were listening to metal we were working and then at this time i wasn't working so i was taking care of my grandma so i was just listening to music i couldn't tell i didn't really go to concerts at that time because i wasn't working but uh fuck i feel like i didn't, never got to see fucking pantera never got to see dio Fucking all these good bands that I freaking missed out on. It fucking Van Halen with just the whole original band. I did see him with freaking Wolf, but they were awesome too. But fuck, yeah. I missed all these fucking good shit. You watch it on YouTube, but it doesn't look good on an HD TV. It breaks up and it's distorted and sounds like shit. <laughs> Finding a good concert yeah. that goes on your TV. Yeah, you, you had to witness Pantera live, man. They were definitely a live band. And you can go on YouTube and watch some good shows, but it's just not the same as being there. And they could go sell out any arena they wanted to. And, and you know, at, at a time when every other metal band was either underground or say, claiming they weren't metal or, or whatever, trying to be like the grunge guys. Pantera was just right in the middle of it. I mean, you heard this album. It's, it's heavy as hell. It went to number one, and, you know, they were selling out arenas everywhere with shit this heavy when nobody else was doing it. Metallica and Megadeth just sold out, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, even Slayer changed their sound a little bit on Diablos, and, uh, but, I mean, they were still Slayer. But just about every other band, you know, that was mainstream knowledge band, it, they were, they were just, you know, lightening up their sound, trying to get on the radio. And Pantera was just like, you know, fuck that. We're going to go as heavy as we can possibly go. And we don't care if we get on the radio or not. And they still sold out arenas and albums, you know, hit number one without all that shit. That's why I adore them so much. Yeah, man. I'm, 
And then after that, when I got a job, I didn't know they even had a new album out until years later after this album. So I was kind of not watching. Um, and then we get to the next... Oh, well, I haven't said what I thought about this song. This is like Killer Pantera Rhythm. Uh, Paul brings it... And then uh, Phil with his vocals, man. Freaking, it proves that he's more than a screamer. This is a fucking awesome song. And then we get to Use My Third Arm. What do you think about this one, James? <laughs> Look, man. This this at times has been close to my favorite Pantera song. I mean, it's as brutal as strength beyond strength in its own way. I've seen them open with this song. It's so killer. It could have opened the album as well, but I loved it right where it's placed towards the end of the album. Uh, I will put this against any metal band. It's so heavy. It's definitely thrash in some parts. And uh, Vinnie Paul, again, just annihilates the drums on this song. I mean, good God. And, and the breakdown in the middle, it does that slow crunch part. I mean, how, how heavy of a riff is that from Dimebag? And listen to that guitar tone. It's just sick. It's abrasive. It's metal, you know. And he was the next guy after James Hetfield, I thought, had the really unique, uh, one-of-a-kind a guitar sound. You know, it kind of went Iomi, then Hetfield in the 80s, and Dime in the 90s, as far as I'm concerned, as far as sound. And you can just hear it all over this song. He just rips. Yeah, what did you think about it, Lee? Well, um, first I didn't um, say what I thought about shedding skin. Oh, go ahead. Say what you said about shedding skin. My bad. Sorry. Either that or, or, or you can both give a love fest to the album and I'll just sit here and grit my teeth. <laughs> but anyway, this one is all right. It's one of the better songs and I can hear it without hating the person who put it on the stereo. The beat is cool, and Phil sings not badly. I give it a stamp of acceptance. And now, using my third arm, I thought, in this case, I don't like the song, but not for the same reasons as the other songs I don't like. It sounds like music, and they play well, but I don't like the song. It's not my type of song, but at least it's not the worst song I've heard. Yeah, I think, the, yeah, look, here comes the love fest again. Killer Thrash. Uh, man, this album is so aggressive, and the beast is pumping on this one. You already talked about Dine's guitar on this song. It's fucking amazing. It's a great song. And then we get to the next one, which uh, Lee picked, Throws of Rejection. Yeah. So here's Throws of Rejection on the Freeform Rock Podcast. <laughs>
Okay, that was Throws of Rejection. Why did you pick that track, Lee? Well, before I pick it, I want to say, um, I guess I guess I could imagine, you know, Weeble Wobbles. You know, they Weeble and they Wobble, but they don't fall down. <laughs> Have a Heavy Metal Weeble Wobble. and, and uh, Or how about instead, you all who like Pantera, you dress up as Weeble Wobbles. And while the music's on, you go Weeble Wobble, Weeble Wobble, and go back and forth. <laughs> that would be cool. But anyway... <laughs> This is intense, and I ordinarily don't care for these types of songs, but in this case, it's okay. It's not something I want to run home to and put it on for enjoyment, but I can tell that Pantera were doing something they believed in, and it comes through in this song, so I give them credit for doing what they wanted to do. So I give this a thumb up. What do you think about it, uh, James? Dude, the uh, this song... It's, it's so awesome, and I, I'm really happy Lee picked it. You know, that was a great pick, by the way. I guess his ears were working on this song. But uh, every guy, uh, every guy, you know, every guy's had the feeling of being rejected by a woman and can relate to this song. You know, I love Rex's bass here. Just fantastic and tight with Vinny. While Dom's on the wah-wah pedal, they just come in together and fucking crush it. Another song where the drums really shine. Vinny Paul as the brick wall and just just nails the drums. I, I love this song. And if it did close out the album, it would be fine. Uh, strong damn song that Dime rips like hell on to. Yes, this is a love fest because there's at least two guys are working ears on the podcast. <laughs> I guess that maybe I accidentally got a sip of night train. Or, or, I, or, I, or I let myself be a weeble wobble for a moment. <laughs> Maybe you wiped with that James Taylor album instead of actually listening to it. Maybe you just wiped your ass with it and, you know, ah, that happened, you know. <laughs> well, we are talking so. about Emerson, Lake and Palmer fan, so, you know. Yeah, I like Emerson, Lake and Palmer. Yeah, yeah, well, I just want, hey, that's fine. I pointed out, too, both of you guys like that that hippie shit so you know i don't like that but much of hippie that, shit uh delete loves the hippie but shit. what hippie I mean, album viper picks from 1963 yeah. uh what, what a hippie well you I know mean, what actually i will say the hippie shit is better than the than the awful glam shit that mark picks <laughs> so you know i, I'm I haven't even done poison yet <laughs> i mean I could, tell, I, 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 I could tell that you're now uh, you 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 were now at least probably born in um, nineteen seventy eight, and not nineteen eighty like I thought. No, I I was born in seventy three. As a matter of fact, you know I I will go back to you know Buddy Holly and you know Chuck Berry and you know I didn't too. I was um, born in the early Elvis. 1975 fuck. or Chuck Berry's or, the king of rock or, and roll though. Or 1976, like I thought you might have been. Oh no, no, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm not one of those. Uh, I don't know what the hell they call them nowadays. Whatever they're called, the millennials, whatever that can't yeah. listen to anything that existed before they were fucking born. You know those type of people like oh man that was before yeah. i was born so I, I you know i can't listen to that you know yeah and it's like you know no nah, pink floyd's no good but you know listen to this shitty band that's on the radio now they're brilliant you know those type oh. of people 
you, you know, so I mean, if you're one Mumford of those type of people, this, 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 I, yeah, yeah. What the fuck is Mumford and Sons? I don't I mean, fucking what know. Is that? You know, I mean, man, damn. You know, just because the band was around before you were born doesn't mean that they're not good. You know, it just is before yeah. you came the center of the fucking universe. Yeah. Most of the bands I so, like are freaking when I was like freaking Rush is like 73. Zeppelin's like what, 67? I got, they were like, I got into those yeah. in the 80s, you know? <laughs> yeah, good music time. is good music. And it doesn't horns? matter when Led Zeppelin came out. I mean, there's, you know, Stairway is still a fucking great song, whatever year it was put out, you know, but. Some of those people that, you know, oh, wow, I can't listen to anything before, like, you know, the year 2000. I mean, well, fuck, you know, what are you going to do with them? You know, yeah. it's almost like the the glam rock people. I mean, what are you going to do with them, <coughs> Mark? Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, Shit. I'm, I had to clear my throat. I'm sorry. Hey, <clears throat> <laughs> hey man, I fucking love Night Ranger, too. You hate them, too? <laughs> No, no, Night Ranger does have a, a couple of good songs. I mean, they didn't totally come out dressed like chicks or anything when I saw them. Live, so. And they knew, you know, that their instruments were plugged in, unlike Poison, you know. Which, uh, I, I'll get to that in a little bit with Bushy. I got a little bone to pick with him. I, I texted uh -huh. him, told him I was doing a podcast tonight, and I had to retaliate to something that he said. You know, so we'll we'll get to that. But I mean, there's no help for you poison fans. Like if you like poison and Van Hagar and Bon Jovi, I mean I can't do anything with you. I mean, at least I, I can listen to At least music. I like James Taylor. Yeah, I, I mean fuck, James Taylor's better than poison. You know, yeah, I mean, man. I mean fuck. Man. There's I mean, a lot of bands better than poison. Cats I mean, was cool. Just because you I like know? it doesn't mean they're like my all time favorite shit. Yeah, yeah, but you're more of a Poison fan than a Pantera fan. I'll and give you that because I'm more, I'm more in the middle with melodies yeah. and, and harmonies, and yeah. Pantera you, doesn't you have can't much. You handle of that. Slayer, and you really can't handle a lot of really heavy shit, you know. So you're more of a glam rock fan that likes some Dude, real metal. My and Gordon two, Lightfoot is pretty cool. My favorite two bands are yeah. fucking Rush and Tesla. It ain't glam. Yeah. I mean, they're both good bands. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just hear you talk about Poison and Bon Jovi a lot. So because I use know, it to I, fuck with people because it's funny. Because <laughs> you know it's fucking terrible. That's why you fuck with people with it because it's terrible. But I, I mean, actually you do like know it. how I feel when I talk about groups that I know are good that nobody else likes. <laughs> Man, I, like, I don't. They're the know best group that nobody has heard. I don't like, know where you find it. This and they go, ew. I, I really don't know. I, I don't it's know like where I the give a restaurant's guide, and I say, do you want to taste some of this group? And they say, no, thank you, sir. We're going out. There ain't no pepper. There ain't no salt. Even the water's crap. <laughs> well, I mean, you'll come out with some shit that's from, like, 1962, and it's ping-pong and a dilly-wax going... <laughs> The fuck ever. Hey. But you know, and, and some of it's good, but I, nobody's ever heard of it. Even though they got a fucking album out, you know. So I mean, <laughs> shit. How's anybody else supposed to know? You know. So, yeah, it's uh, you know. like, um, hey, I'm, I'm gonna look for the Bingy Bonnie and the Billy Wink Wack. 
they they sound like I'd be into them. The Billy Bob's. Yeah. Well, I mean, they yeah, like whatever I said, I was it sounds like a, when I was yeah. drugged. You guys will be like, post that shit, and I'm like, where in the fuck did Lee come up with fucking ping pong and a dilly wap? <laughs> hey, he doesn't post yeah. most in, mostly in my group. He posts mostly on Bob's group. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, man. And I'm like, well, who the fuck ever heard of this band, man? I mean, like, they just find these obscure bands, you know. I don't ever see him post a band that sold more than five albums, man. I mean, I, I don't know what the fuck's... He posted, he posted the Eagles the other day. He posted the Eagles James Dean the other day. I was impressed with that one. Wow, wow. I mean, damn, that's a rare Eagle song. That's not even registering in my brain right now. That's a great song, though. That's one of my favorite Eagle songs. I like the Eagles. The Eagles are good, man. Good music is good music. Yeah. You know, it, it, it is, man. I mean, all jokes aside, it's good music is good yeah. music, you know. And I understand why everybody can't take this album. It It's an intensely heavy, yeah. heavy record, and that's what they intended it for is to say, hey, we're going to go heavier than our last record. We're going to go as heavy as Slayer. And we're not afraid to say we're a metal band while Nirvana and Soundgarden and all these other bands are like pointing to, you know, all this obscure music uh, and not admitting that they were really influenced by us, you know. And I, I just, I'm just proud of Pantera for saying they were metal when it wasn't fashionable to do so. Yeah, man. So uh, we digress, and let me get to my review of Throws of Rejection. <laughs> that was a long one. Uh, man, the second half, half of this album, Rex and Vinny take it to a new level. The rhythm on this song is so infectious. The groove is intense, and Phil's vocals, he brings it down, and it screams, Rejection! Fucking rules, and time goes off. Fucking killer. Some EVH fucking shit on this one. Some fucking Eddie Van Halen throwback here. Fucking love it. Fucking Absolutely, great, dude. Great track. The song it, is so good. It's fucking amazing. That was a great pick, Lee. Right on. All right, then we get. I to, can do one thing right once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get to the last song on the album, "Planet Caravan," Black Sabbath cover. What did you think about this one, James? Well, this song was really a nice surprise when I first heard it. To be honest with you, because. You know, after this totally ruling metal album, uh, the beat it beats the hell out of you. I admit that it, it, you know it's a brutal album, and you know it was their way of cooling down before you press repeat and started to ride over again. And uh, anytime they covered Sabbath, I adored it because you know I really think Pantera was the Sabbath of the nineties. And they were uh, both are, are uh, you know virtually tied in my heart for number one man. Pantera and Black Sabbath are always my one A one B of you know the, the best metal band ever. You know I can't say if somebody says Sabbath is the best metal band, I, I can't argue with that because they're so closely tied in my heart. Uh, I think it's a masterpiece. It's a brilliant song. Um, I think Pil Phil's vocals sound really good on here. And, uh, you know, the, the, di the dime bag solo on there is really sweet. And actually, uh, you know, I got a copy of this album besides the original, which I don't, I does, I don't touch. And um, it has Hole in the Sky, Electric Funeral, Cat Scratch Fever, and Immortally Insane on it as well. And, um, 
you know, every time they did a Sabbath song, it was really, really good. And I think this one is for sure one of the best. What did you think, Lee? It's a pretty good cover tune. And if their reason for putting it on was to show they were able to do something melodic on this album, they did prove their point. It doesn't wow me, but I can kick back and listen to it for enjoyment. Yes, this one song is more my style of music. Yeah, and I was like, after Throws of Rejection, I was going, whoa, this, like, it went low. But this is a great version, I guess, like he said, calm, calm you down before you restart the album. Uh, <laughs> this is a great song, man. I love uh, at the end where freaking uh, Diamond just fingering on the guitar. It sounds so fucking beautiful. Great fucking uh, song to calm me down to any album, I guess. <laughs> uh, have you guys ever seen the video for this song? It's so good, man. It's like uh it's like a Pink Floyd style dark side of the moon video with just a lot of you know, them flying through space and, and clouds and kinda acid tripping shit, but it just goes really good with this song, man. If you ever if you guys ever get a chance, just Google the Pantera Planet Caravan video. If you want to just lay back and catch a little buzz of that, yeah, it's it's, it's nice, man. If you just want to get right, you know, when you're winding down yeah. for you're getting ready to go to bed or something like that, it's it's perfect, man. It's absolutely perfect, dude. <laughs> just like this album, by the way, you know, absolutely perfect album. I, I I'm I'm glad you guys we that we finally did it because you know we talked about it for four or five months and argued about it for four or five months. You know, and uh, <laughs> yeah. maybe I'll just bring that up that uh, <clears throat> one guy um, on here posted that Dimebag was overrated. <laughs> see? And um, we were arguing about football and all of a sudden Mr. Oh. Passive Aggressive over here just <laughs> goes for dime bags overrated and posted on his, his, his wall there. So uh, I'm going to respond to this now. And uh, I want to just point out that saying dime bag was overrated is like saying nil parts overrated. Okay. <laughs> it just, it just doesn't fucking have, And for the metal community, for the real heavy metal fans, that's the biggest insult is me saying, Hey man, Neil Perk was just average drummer. I you know, as far as the classic rock fans agree with, because Dimebag was a, a, you know, he wasn't as old as Neil Peart, true, but he had reached the status of fucking living legend before he died. This wasn't a Randy Rose that popped up and did two Ozzy albums and, and, and a tour or two and was dead in a few years. Dimebag ruled with Pantera for a whole fucking decade. And when he did Damage Plan in 2004 and had to go back to opening for some of the bands that they were taking out headlining, a, you know, a few years before, all the guys considered him a fucking living legend. All the metal community did. And, you know, I think if you've got two working ears and a brain, even if you don't like Pantera, that's fine. You can't take Phil's vocals. It's too heavy. If you can't listen to that guitar and see how good that guy was, yeah, I, I don't know what to say about it. So I, I honestly think that, that uh, Mark uh, was just fucking with me that day, <laughs> that he didn't fall off a ladder and hit his head, you know, that he was just fucking with me that day because I, I, he's got really good taste in a lot of areas, and I, I, I think 
he doesn't think dime bags overrated. Uh, I think he just wanted to, to, to stick a little shiv in me that day, and he, he accomplished that. You know, that, that's fine. I will admit I get a little fin- uh, uh, defensive over Pantera because, you know, they are my favorite band. But, um, you know, there's put it this way. Eddie Van Halen buried his guitar off the Van Halen 2 album cover and tour with Dimebag. That's how much Eddie Van Halen thought about Dimebag Daryl. So from one guitar hero to another, that should tell you all you need to know about Dimebag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just fucking with you that day because I knew I didn't know how to get you. <laughs> just talk any shit about Pantera. You also, <laughs> you also said also that the drums on this album were weak. <laughs> Would you please kindly point out what fucking song that the drums were weak on this album? They weren't please, weak I'll get four they, you. they weren't weak on there. I was just fucking with you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, one more thing I got to clear up while, while I'm rolling on this subject. Um, our friend Nate Ak- Atkinson, uh, Bushy, as we know him, he... Um, he said on one of his episodes on his podcast, the plug, that, uh, yeah, we all know James sucks at the dick of Dimebag Daryl. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me respond to Bushy. Who, I, I love Bushy as much as I love you guys. I consider we're all friends. This is all in good fun, right? But since he did say I suck Dimebag's dick, <laughs> let me just, you know, respond to that. You, you, Nate, I, I hope I hope when you listen to this, you you go put on your best fucking Poison album there, Nate, and listen to that fucking guitar player that you suck dick on, which would be CC Deville. Oh my God. And you know the guy that, that you can't even figure out how to fucking plug his guitar in half the time and can't play more than three chords. You, you yeah, you go suck his dick, okay? And Vita Brado, who uh. You know, however you say his name was, you know, the, the guy you said was better than Eddie Van Halen. Suck his dick, too. Yeah, yeah. Nate Nate says that oh, Vito. I love, I love Vito, but he's never, not better than Eddie. Oh, fuck no. Vito oh. Brada's mother would slap Nate if he fucking said that. I would slap I, Nate. Bitch. <laughs> Vito Brada. He's saying that, that the Eddie Van Halen clone that. Vito would tell you Eddie's better than him. Shit. Vito would would laugh in Nate's face. Uh, Okay? Fuck White Lion. Fuck Vito Brada. He's nothing but an Eddie Van Halen clone. That's what everybody said about him in the 80s. He was good, though. When when the fucking children cry and wait. Okay, let's compare that to Panama and Hot for Tea. No, I got you. Van Halen's way better than White Lion, dude. Come on. I'm not that crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, but I know, do, I do like, yeah. I, I do like uh, White Lion, and sometimes I do get in a mood for them. I freaking well, love the rhythm uh, of that band. They have great musicians yeah. in that band, man. The drums well, are freaking amazing. Me. So I mean, is the bass player. You like fucking Nelson or whatever, so dude. I'm I mean... not a huge Nelson fan. I like Nelson, but I don't listen to them that much. <laughs> Shit, Bushy loves them more. <laughs> Oh, okay. I'm you sorry. Know, you I... know why I like Nelson? I love Ricky Nelson. They remind me of Ricky Nelson. Ricky Nelson was a fucking stud. Oh, okay, man. Okay, I, I, I just want to respond to, uh, to Nate saying I suck um, bags dick. At least <laughs> I suck dick of a fucking good guitar player. Okay, not that fucking piece of shit that that, that hasn't figured out how to play in forty fucking years. 
Okay, uh, yeah, talk dirty to me. That that's a fucking classic riff. He also said that uh, uh, CC was one of the best rhythm guitar players of all time. So just let that sink in too. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, well, that, that's, Malcolm, I mean, that's Malcolm Young, man. Come on. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I mean, you know, CeCe's better than Malcolm Young. I mean, fuck. I mean, look what classics we got. Look what the cat dragged in. I mean, that's better than any ACDC song. I mean, holy hey, shit. Hey, man, know. I like Poison, but I ain't that delusional. <laughs> shit. Well, that, hey, that's why I love Nate and love, love both of you guys so much. For whatever crazy-ass opinions you have, you at least stick by them. I, yeah. I give you that. Because huh. Nate, 20 years from now, is going to be a fucking poison diehard. I mean, <laughs> and so are you. And, you know, uh, Lee will be listening to Creed hey, or whatever. Dawkins you know. yeah. way better. <laughs> oh, my God. Dawkins so much fucking better than yeah. Poison. Man, who Who's not better than Poison? I mean, that's the fucking question. I mean. Dude, I never the, said they were good musicians. I just think they're fun. It's like it, some, something just to drink any, beer to and just get freaking Any, any fucking man that Lee picks <laughs> out is better than Poison. Uh, it, it, there's, there's no band that's not better than Poison. Uh, po uh, that review on the Rock and Metal Combat podcast with Lee and them. Oh, my God. Take it outside. <laughs> they kept oh. saying that the whole episode. I was like rolling and Lee was like freaking wasted. Like, Dude, the first time I heard Lee, how I got... How I got so into Lee it was was that Metallica episode they did about the Load album, <laughs> and towards the end of it they fucking called Lee or got Lee on there and Lee was hammered man he was drunk as shit, and I was just dying last and li listening to him and and man I just had to start looking him up after that, so Lee Lee right made on. a fucking famous appearance on more than one rock and metal combat episode for sure. <laughs> Uh, and, and me and Lee went back and forth about this album. You know, I seen him whining and bitching yeah. on it about his Facebook page. Oh, my stomach! Yeah. I gotta listen to some fucking music that more I than five people. Know. Oh, fuck! You know, man. Hey, it's called Tom's Lee. It's called Tom's. Just fucking get some fucking Tom's and solve your stomach problem because it ain't the fucking good music you're listening to. Not that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing you a favor. I'm doing you a favor. When I come on this show, I, I bring some fucking good music and some heavy <laughs> shit. You know, thus my track of the week, which is Venom, which all of you guys need some Venom and Slayer in your life, you know, to wipe out the Bon Jovi Creed shit. <laughs> That's just the way I feel about it, you know. Too bad Metal Mike couldn't do this episode. I would have liked to talk to him because I never got to talk to him before, but he's doing great on the plug, man, and th those guys – you know, I thought uh, Nate made a top-notch pick, and he's brought uh, a lot of fans over there, Metal Mike, and uh, I think they're doing great things over there. And, um, you know, hopefully sometime in the future we'll get to talk to him. And I can't wait till we do 1984 because I'm still obsessed with Lee's dog humping his fucking leg <laughs> listening to a fucking jump. So I, 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 well, I, I, yeah, I, I'm I mean, ready. I don't have any videos. I'm never going to forget that. I mean, that, that was before videos started. No, well, that was before YouTube started. Well, somehow I think you got a video of it on VHS somewhere. It's probably dirtier than what you said. So, you know, we're uh, going to have to well, that when we do the album because you ruined my life after listening to you talk about the dog humping your foot with uh, the fucking jump song. You know, <laughs> I, I just had not cared about that ever since you said that. So we got to well, get that um, album. Um, the, song, the, 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 the song wasn't really 
good otherwise. You know, I mean, the, the, the song... The, the song needed something. Well, it sounds like you got something. It sounds like maybe you didn't have your dog fixed before that uh, <laughs> the album come out. I'm just guessing. It sounds uh, like you got it. Yeah, yeah, that. He yeah, was yeah. like, "Hey, man, I'm ready," and he just ran over there. Uh, yeah, I, I, we're gonna have to explore that more the next time we do the Halen. Yeah. So I'm not gonna let you forget about that. <laughs> I wrote down after you said that. I was like, "Wow, I gotta write this down so I remember the next time we talk about this." Because <laughs> you know, I'm intrigued. So I, that's all I can say, man. You know, Lee, Lee's an intriguing dude, man. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He Jeez. fascinates the fuck out of me, you know. <laughs> so, Dude, I, I get I pissed like off when I go on. From Planet Nothing. When he gives me a track of the week, gives me his track of the week, and I go listen to it, and it's freaking uh, somebody put a thumbs down on it. I always have to, like, go to both my YouTube accounts and give him two thumbs up for every one. Thank back. you, man. <laughs> it irritates yeah, me. Did, that last one was, Thanks. like, two thumbs down, no thumbs up. I go, fuck this. I'm going to even this shit out. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still dude. I always try to give those thumbs down. Yeah, <laughs> fucking haters, dude. It's just haters, man. It's haters that that you actually know how to play an instrument. It's probably CC Deville, you know, jealous. <laughs> know how to play a fucking instrument, you know, or Vito Brada wanting to just yeah. clone you because you know that's what he does. You know, he's he's you know just an Eddie Van Halen clone, but uh, he's done more. You know, he's done done his own things too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he's great. Everybody, all five people are going to remember him when he dies. That well, that's fucking. He stopped, man. That's why they're going to remember him. He stopped. Well, done. thank. Yeah, yeah, thank God he stopped. Somebody <laughs> probably got a fucking injunction against that bad sucking, and <laughs> how they fucking didn't do it with poison. I guess they suck so bad nobody wants to go near fucking trailer park fucking speakers <laughs> and shit. But you know. Whatever, you know, Bon Jovi's doing real great too. Just great Christian rock band. I mean, it's. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Right, hey, I didn't like Bon Jovi's last album. <laughs> I, I mean, you're the only person that knew they had an album out. You know, <laughs> nobody's paying attention to that shit anymore. Oh, if Richie Thank comes God. back, Richie might come back, man. So that'd be awesome. Oh really? Yeah. Well, good, good. I texted him tonight before we started. I said, you, you know, I got to get you back for saying I suck Don Bag's dick, right? He's <laughs> like, oh, I'm at work, I can't do it because I asked him like an hour before we started. So I'm like, man, you sure you can't do this episode, dude? You know? And he's like, nah, nah I'm working. I'm like, all right, you know, I'm gonna get you back for saying I suck Don Bag's dick. And he's just laughing about everything. All right. Well, I. Yeah, and he's a good guy. I love both of you guys too, man. So it's Thanks, all good. Right on. And then, uh, yeah, it's well, all good. Well, James said his track of the week, Venom Black Metal, and uh, Mike, if he was going to be on the show, was picked Death Angel, The Dream Calls for Blood. Lee picked a band called Relayer, Life Goes On with a capital R, and ending and beginning. And it was pretty good. I liked the, uh Venom is kind of like I like and I don't like. This was okay for me. And then, um, then I picked Sebastian Box uh, from the Angel Down album, American Metalhead, which I thought would go with this album. <laughs> wow, I didn't know he even had a solo album out. Dude, Angel Down is fucking heavy as fuck, dude. 
I'll have to check that out. I mean, I like Sebastian. I mean, actually, he's one of the few of the hair metal, whatever you want to call it, glam metal, whatever, as far as the front, man. Like, I barely gave a fuck about Skid Row, but if he's not in Skid Row, then I really don't give a fuck about Skid Row. It's kind of one of those deals. But I always thought he was a good singer and front man for what he did. You know, so I, I like Skid Row personally. Maybe I'll have to check that song out. And uh, I'll check out whatever obscure track that Lee picked out there that three people have discovered so far in life. Hey, it, was, yeah. it, was actually, it was actually, like, pretty hard, dude. It had a, really? Yeah, it was. Now, he picked something on, the, uh, on Facebook earlier in the week that was some kind of acid trip song. I can't remember the name of them, but it was actually pretty good. Actually, I dug, I dug it. I cannot. You're probably, you're probably the other people like the United States of America. Because <laughs> everybody Dude. loved it and I didn't like it. And I was like, fuck, I feel stupid. <laughs> nah, actually, I thought it was pretty cool, man. It was like a like an improv jazz metal kind of oh. deal. It sounded really acid tripping. And I was like, wow. That was actually pretty cool. That, that's, that's Who was that? That's from the album that I figured if we did this album... I might want you to come on my show and do that album. Oh, Red Crayola. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's cool. I mean, I like that song. I thought it was pretty jamming, man. I mean, I, honestly, all jokes aside, I thought it was pretty jamming. And I was like, wow, this is pretty cool shit to check out to. If I was tripping some acid or something, I'd be bugging yeah. out on the song. And, and, yeah, and it's like still, one of those songs. They, they, they still perform, and they've never... Um, um, progressed from that. They, 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 they've been known as the group who's consistently played weird throughout their whole career. They do an album called Coconut Hotel. Of course, forty-four songs on it, and thirty-six of them are one second long. And and I want someone to do a review of that with me, and we're going to talk about each individual one second song <laughs> you know jesus christ <laughs> all right man. i'll do it I, I, I mean i'll do it i just gotta find some drugs before i do it i'll, I, you know, I'll fucking yeah. do it you know you can find some shrooms or something you know or, or whatever we'll do whatever yeah. but you know but i mean weird music but i like it it's hey, it's still better than fucking uh, James Taylor, dude. So, uh, so, right. In that case, I'll agree with you. In that case, oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> well, I thought it was cool, man. Honestly, I thought it was half the shit Lee picks might be obscure, but it, it's good. Yeah, he, uh, and he it, does pick ninety nine percent good and one percent like eh? yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good, you know. And hey, I mean, at least he's picking stuff that people. I've never heard of so yeah. you know some people are going to listen to it and then check that band out because of it so you know yeah. I, I get it he's a champion for the bands yeah. that only have sold like five records that's yeah like, fuck. that's why i always make it make sure you pick way. stuff that are on uh amazon music or spotify so people could actually stream it and give them like their half a cent 
you know. Yeah, I think he had YouTube before anybody else in the country did, and started fucking researching these bands long before everybody else knew about YouTube. So I'm like, where, where the fuck does he come up with these bands from, man? He goes, women with tucked in shirts, and about a hundred bands come up. Oh, I like this one. I like this one. Yeah, actually, yeah, I do that. <laughs> he found a band that had tucked in shirts that were all girls. I remember he posted last year and they, they were pretty good. I'm like, man, where does he find these fans from, man? <laughs> but they, they, they were, they were good though. So, you know, yeah. I, I gotta say, and I'm glad we reviewed this album and everything, man. Cause I, you know, it's my favorite album ever. I understand it's too heavy for some people. That's, that's all cool, man. You know, everybody likes different stuff. It's all, it's all good. But, uh, you know, man, I, I'm just I'm glad every time you guys have me on, I have a have a good time, man. And uh, you know, it's oh, always you're a nice guy. So Dude, I'm gonna put this episode up tonight. I'm not gonna wait. Fuck, this is a good extra episode. I mean, you're a good sport, and that's yeah. the main thing. Yeah, man, you got to be good. Life is too short, man. And I, and I, you know, I like you guys and Nate and like all the friends I've, I've made on Facebook. You know, the only reason I joined Facebook, man, was to support podcasts, especially the rock and metal combat podcast. And, and then I made a lot of friends out of it and, and, you know, I actually got back with my girlfriend who I had dated previously. And, uh, you know, it's been all a really awesome experience because of all that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's all in good fun, man. That's, that's all it is. So nobody take it the wrong way, please. Yeah, we do. Oh, yeah. And then uh, right on. let's get out of here with our tracks of the week with James pick Venom, Black Metal, Mike pick Death Angel, The Dream Calls for Blood, Lee picked a really good band, uh, Relayer, Life Goes On, and I picked uh, Sebastian Bar Box, American uh, Metalhead. And what was your song of the week, Lee? I didn't have it. R write it down. I fucked up. Um, you'll find out in the notes. Um, I'll find out in the notes. Because I kind of forget. <laughs> All right, so it's I kind of forget, so it'll be in the notes. Uh, yeah, so, why not? Because I forgot to write it down. I'm sorry. Usually it's you who forgets to write your song down in the notes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think to... it's a song. I uh, Maybe it's called The Team. Yeah, I think that's what it was, The Team. I had that. Yeah. You didn't print it. Oh, maybe because I... It went on a third page, and I said, no, I thought it was... Oh, good. wow, that's cool. All right, because oh, these were long notes, because I actually... I love this album. It's fucking great to talk about. Thank you, James, for being on here again. And, uh... Lee, you know what to do, man. Say goodbye. Okay, listen to good music, everybody, and goodbye. Later, James. All right, man, you guys have a good one. Listen to fucking Pantera. Bye.
Let's go! 
You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.